you got Brother Wayne's up there, praise the Lord. All right. You were hiding from me. Well, uh, we got a lot going on today, um, a whole lot going on today. Some, some that we got graduation course this evening, <clears throat> and, um, but we've got other things going on this morning, and, and so uh, uh, just been really, really busy. Had a great work day yesterday. Uh, it looks like we got brand new buses and a brand new van because uh, uh, they never looked this color before. We, we washed them and got them ready. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. We were washing that van, and <laughs> Brother Hopper looked around at me, and he said, it's white. <laughs> I said, yeah, it is. It? So uh, it's amazing. But um, uh, all right, we uh, uh, do, as I said, I may let you out just a few minutes early today, depending uh, on how much I get into what I'm doing. That always affects it. But we do have to try to get ready for some things today and, and, uh, and a lot of special things that are going to be going on. So uh, I want you to, if you will, we're, we're still in Genesis and we're talking about the people of Genesis, but I want you to go to the book of Luke. So I want you to go to the book of Luke chapter 17. <clears throat> Luke chapter 17. going to start at verse 26, Luke chapter 17, verse 26. Uh, one thing, you, uh, I, I'm not sure, I was kind of in and out on everything of the prayer request, but I did last night sign the contract on our house. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, uh, now just pray that it, you know, it goes through, you know, but it's a cash offer. And, you know, so I, the only thing that I guess that would hinder it, if, they, if there's something turns out major wrong with a house or they feel like there's something that they can't deal with with a house. And um, although the contract said nothing about inspections or going through it, although we've already had it inspected. But, but uh, anyway, so just hoping and praying that that will be it. Uh, they want to close, you know, within 30 days, and that would be really good for us too because otherwise July 1st I got to take pay rent again where I am. So uh, uh, they'd be good to not have two notes coming at me for next month. But, but Luke chapter 17, verse 26 through 32, it says, uh, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also in the days of the Son of Man, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also it was in the days of Lot. They did eat and they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him not likewise not return back. And then verse 32, this is uh, the jumping off point to our our talk this morning, our lesson this morning, it says just very simply, little three words, remember Lot's wife. Uh, this is, you know, uh, we've been teaching about different people and we're trying to look at the strengths and the, the weaknesses because you learn from both. Uh, what I found out about, you know, rearing children is that they, they will assimilate your greatest strengths. 
but they also will assimilate your greatest weaknesses. Uh, some of the in-between stuff they don't catch hold to, but those things are so prevalent and obvious in your life, they will assimilate. They will bring into their life. And so um, we try to look at the strengths and the weaknesses. And, and as a parent, one of the things that we do is not just train them, but we try to train ourselves over the years. We try to keep training ourselves and let our children know, and I don't know if you uh, know this or agree with this, but, but I try to let them know I'm working on this. I'm, I'm dealing with this. I'm trying to, and one of the reasons that I'm going to really be hard on you about this is I don't want you to have to be fighting it when you get to be my age. And so um, and these are things that we've got to deal with. And so, but this comes now, we come down here, and, and, and I'm kind of saying that because we've been talking about a lot of different people, but now it says, it's a, basically written like a command that we are to remember Lot's wife. So this is not going to be pointed, you know, and like, uh, you know, I'm a male chauvinist that's going to come up here and shoot at women. Uh, I'm simply going to take a little bit of, it, honestly, it's not a lot of hard facts. It's more kind of circumstantial evidence that you're going to be, that we're going to be dealing with when we look and do what God said to do. He said to remember Lot's wife. So if we're going to remember Lot's wife, it must be something to learn from Lot's wife. What is it that God wants us to get from Lot's wife? Well, truthfully, uh, there's just not a lot said about her, but what's said is the, the circumstantial evidence is not real good. So I'm, I'm, I struggle to find a real strength, except she followed her husband into Sodom and Gomorrah. She, she went with him wherever he went. And so that's, that is a positive. But but one of the first things that we, we look at, we look at Genesis 19, chapter 20, uh, Genesis 19, verse 26. If you want to look at that, Genesis 19, verse 26. It says, very simply, now this is after kind of everything's transpired and they're leaving and God has given them the command that you don't look back. And it says, but his wife looked back from behind him. And she became a pillar of salt. Now, inside that phrase, uh, I think there's some possibilities inside this little statement that's made here. But one, she looked back. Two, from behind him. Now, culturally, it could simply be just she's walking behind him because of culture. But I, but I think God placing it in the word of God now, he's not trying to remind us of their culture. What he's trying to do is he's letting us know that she was struggling with the decision. She's not walking out with him. She's walking behind him. She's coming. She's struggling with this decision. She's, she's struggling so much that she's going to violate a direct command of God and look back. So authority had directly commanded that they not look back, yet, forgive me, but she felt she had to. This is the only answer. She had to feel that she knew better. And this is where we, we talked a little bit about Eve. If you remember, and we were in the class, we talked about, about Eve. It's ev evidence of there in Eve that, that a, the, the scripture says the woman was deceived. Adam was not deceived, the woman was. And so it gives us a little bit of a, a look into the side of the emotional differences or should be emotional differences between a man and a woman. 
uh, the, the, um, the makeup of a man and woman, that a, a woman is uh, a, lot e- a lot more should be, or normally, I, I keep saying that because our world is changing so much, and they're trying to make men women and women men, uh, it's, it's been their goal, and that's why this whole battle is on this transgender thing, is because that was been their goal all along, is to be able to blend them, you know, to unisex them, to, to do that. And so it's, you know, you can be both, you know, it doesn't make any difference. Just whatever you feel today is what you, what you are. But, but so the, the uh, Lot's wife looked back as a statement from behind him. Authority had directly commanded that they not look back, yet she felt, I believe, she knew better. Her emotions said, I don't see anything wrong with looking back. I've got, hey, I understand. Ladies, how would you feel if your children were back there being destroyed? Truthfully, emotionally, again, this is, should be the difference between a man and a woman. A woman's emotions are going to be screaming at her to look back because her children are there. They're dying there. A man... I believe, has the, the feeling, but it's always, it's, it's normally a more controlled feeling where he says, I know what's happening, and, and my wife and I have had this discussion so much, I know what's happening, but I can't change what's happening, so I must go on because there is no other alternative. My wife will say, but we got to do something. And I'll say, but we cannot do anything, therefore we must go on. It's just the, the mental, emotional makeup that we have because her heart says, I'm, we've got to do something. Uh, it, it will, we'll do this about Christmas, this coming Christmas. Y'all be praying for me. <laughs> 22 grandchildren, six daughters, six sons-in-law. And my wife will look at me and say, we've got to get gifts and this amount of money, I really want to spend this amount of money. And I'll show her, it ain't there. And she will say, but I still have to get them gifts. And I'll say, but it ain't there. And we, we really struggle because somehow we don't see this thing the same way. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I'm like, baby, do you understand? There is no money. We cannot do it. And she'll say, but Rob, we have to. Anybody been there with me? And I just, I'll be honest with you, I'll get to the point like, I don't know what to do with this. Because you know I'm not putting Christmas cards, I mean Christmas presents on credit card. I'm not doing it. Because that really makes miserable Christmas for the rest of the year. And so, I, I, you know, you can just, you know I'm not going in debt. She knows me. I'm not going in debt. The only reason we're even maybe going to be able to buy this house is because the guy looks, the, he told me on the phone the other day, he said, the only reason I'm dealing with you right now, with, you know, because uh, I was trying to finagle how to buy this house without selling the house, he said, he said, because your credit rating and because you have no debt. I think, well, thank you, sir. I mean, because keep working with me because I'm not selling that house. But praise the Lord, it looks like maybe we're going to. But the fact is, is though that's what happened to her. Everything in her said, I know we were told, and Lot saying, hey, I know what's happening. I can't change it, 
The only way I can deal with it is to, move, is to keep going in life. But she's behind him, and her emotions are tearing her to pieces. And she looks back. And it's, again, a great evidence that so often emotions cause us to believe in what we see and what we observe, what we think, rather than what we have been told by the Word of God. We trust what we believe. Well, I just believe. You ever dealt with anybody like that? Well, I just believe. Well, could you show that to me? I mean, I'm not, I don't think, you know, I mean, we'll sit here for a while and find it together if you want to, because I know you probably don't have the whole thing memorized, but if you believe that, it ought to have some basis here. And did you know that this book contradicts exactly what you believe? Well, I, I don't, I, I believe, and you know, look, they'll tell you they believe every word of this, but they don't believe every word of this. They believe what they believe. And so it's, that's where she was. If she, now look, the authority had directly commanded that she not look back, yet she felt she knew better. And it's because she's emotion, emotional about what's going on, and I understand she is, but folks, please, we've got to learn from this, ladies, especially ladies, because we're talking about a lady. You got, we've got to at times just say, I've got to trust my spiritual authority. I've got to because my emotions are tear, tearing me up right now. I've got to trust my spiritual authority. For listen, if she would violate an angel of God, her spiritual authority, here's the next little circumstantial evidence. If she'll violate an angel of God that's come and told her, don't look back, I believe it shows clearly that she would have no problem violating the wishes of her husband or human authority. You see, if you, and, and again, that's, I, I, I strongly believe that, that uh, as they were walking out, probably many, many times, and again, this is speculation, and so it's not Bible, but, but I, I can't help but believe that Lot kept saying, don't look back. Hey, don't look back. We got to go. Girls, don't look back. Mama, don't look back. We got to go. God, we got to do what God said. We've got to do what God said. But honey, you don't know what's happening. Yes, I do know what's happening here, and it doesn't do any good to look. It doesn't want to do, none of, it, none of this is going to do any good. We've got to keep doing what God has said. That's what I was so proud of, uh, of Mike and Brooke there in Africa. You see, they... Forgive the terminology, but literally, if you understood what they are, it's, it's all of hell is attacking them. And can I tell you why they've come under such attack? They've come under such attack because this Sunday they were starting a new village church. And they were starting it in a, in a village that has not had a church. And some of them at some point, you know, they've had something that started and ended and gone, or they got something that that's a, a, a reasonable facsimile of a church. But, but here he's, and we went uh, back at Christmas time, we went on a, what we call a Christmas crusade, and we, we went to this city, uh, this village called Dumpa. Dumpa, I think is the way it's actually. And we, we went there and we met, it's one of the larger villages around the lake. There's 24 villages around this lake. The lake is five miles in diameter. And so 
we went there to this village and as we were, we were entered in and, and we, we came in to the council and, 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 and God opened an incredible door. And then after we preached that night and, and probably had about 400 uh, people that gathered in the village there for the, the video that was showed and the preaching and, and many people got saved. Well, that, very, that was on, uh, I think, Saturday night. Well, Sunday morning, uh, it's an hour's walk, or a little actually over an hour to walk from Dumpa to, to uh, uh, Apuwu, where the, the first church is. And, and it, I think it was eight people, eight men, leaders of the village of Dumpa had walked all the way to come to church through the, through the jungle. And when they got there, they said, we will come to your church, but please start a church in our village so our children can come. It's too far to walk. And and uh, about uh, a month ago, one of the little, there was a teenage girl that was walking with some of the men coming to the to the service, and she she uh, was bitten by a cobra, and uh, and so it's it's uh, it's it's a lot of it's just so much going on. But but this week they were supposed to start that, and all the illness and all the sickness and the hospitalization and everything that's going on. And Brooke wrote at three thirty. Our time this morning and said, said, please, everybody pray for Michael because he's going to the church today and he's going to start that church and, and the devil has fought against us so hard, but he, he will not turn back. He will not go. Now, here, here's Mike. He's walking out to a village that he's going to have to go and, and probably before it's all said and done, he'll probably walk uh, up and down the mountain and around the mountain. He, he'll walk for three hours uh, total maybe four hours of be just walking today but when he walked out his wife is sick his 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 son is just out of the hospital his youngest son is 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 sick and when he's walking out and he stayed up all night last night because one of them had a reaction to the antibiotics and so had broke out in hives and he stayed up all night uh he himself but but you say what do it do where her emotions says mike you can't go on but Mike looked and said, I can't turn back. God has told me to start this church, and I'm going. And she sent a picture here early this morning of the picture of the crowd at, at Dompa at the church. And it was incredible. But we've got to learn that, that we, we can, that in a time of emotion, in a time of struggle, God has said, keep going forward. I'm with thee always, and I will never leave thee and forsake thee. And, and we are supposed to, there's, he will not put us through more than we can bear, so we must keep stepping forward with him. But we have to understand now, how does this whole, this, this emotion that she allowed to take over in her, how this shows us that, yes, she struggled with, the spiritual authority, she struggled with her, her human spiritual authority, I think. I think it's reasonable to assume that she had questioned, second-guessed, debated, refused her husband's authority, and mostly in her mind without repercussions. And here's something, again, it's a little bit of spiritual, uh, uh, circumstantial evidence, but I believe normally what happens here is when we, the reason we get in a system of of de, uh, debating or refusing spiritual authority is because we do it once and we have no repercussions. This happens a lot with children. Do you know why children go into a store and scream and holler for a candy bar? Because they got away with it last time. 
And guess how long they're going to continue to scream and holler until they get it because that's what happened last time. And the only thing they're going to do is scream and holler louder because that's what got them the results last time. That's why we, we had a you know, policy with our kids is, and they, they learned from the time they could understand language is that you, know, you don't get anything you cry for. The moment you start crying, it's just been eliminated. Even if I was going to get it for you, it's eliminated. You don't get it. And that, I'll be honest with you, that shut them up. So, um, now, she felt she could violate God's authority also and get away with it. Once you get into this system, this is reason that we, we're really struggling with, with our children today, with our grandchildren, with this generation, is because there has then been no repercussions. There's been no no. There's been no slapping of the hand because they're trying to put a fork in a light side. There's been nothing there to challenge them. And so watch this. When God comes, you think they're going to listen to him? They're not going to. So what she did not realize was that her refusal to follow authority had doomed her children to destruction. And that's what happened. When we refuse to follow authority and we have people following us, what are we doing? We're teaching them not to follow authority. And that, that concept, and, and please, you know, that's almost to say that we ought to follow authority is almost anathema even in the, in the fundamental church today. I'm not talking about dictatorship. I'm talking about spiritual authority. I'm talking about wisdom. Amen. I've said so much. My dad's 86. He's got. He knows some things I don't know. He's forgotten some things I've never knew. Now the fact is, it's ridiculous that we don't learn those things and don't know those things. I'm, I'm getting a uh, another. I'm getting. You know, I'm about to go out of money on on inspections, but. But I'm getting an inspection tomorrow on the house that we're in, and I'm doing that because my daddy said, son, you just need to make sure it's not on, uh, on a slab, it's on, on a cross face. He said, you just need to make sure that really is good. And I sit there and think, okay, do I have to spend $450 to make sure? Can't, you know, can't you just get young for a little while and crawl underneath there and look? Told me to crawl under there. Look, I thought, great. Okay, uh, looks like a floor to me. I don't know. She doomed her children to destruction. His son-in-law, again, this little bit of circumstantial evidence. His son-in-law saw him. His sons-in-law saw him as one who mocked. And I believe that's evidence that his children. His children, his daughters, did not respect him. I've got six sons-in-law disrespect me. But can I tell you? I believe that's uh, greatly because my daughters respect me. When, when those sons-in-law looked at him as one who mocked, where did they learn that? Where did they get that? Of course, we, we talked about it here a week or two ago. Eventually, his daughters will get him drunk and commit incest. If Lot's wife had believed in him and respected him, then her children would have. 
This is something we, we just don't realize, but our example toward each other. Uh, we say all the time to, to young people when they were getting married, hey, uh, tell the girls, you need to know how he treats his mama. You really need to know how he treats his mama because if he's loving toward his mama, he'll probably be loving toward you. If he's submissive toward his daddy in the sense that he listens and, and respects his daddy, then you know, he'll probably have some respect for us as his in-laws. So they, there's, it's, it's very vital that we understand that how we live and how we act toward God and toward each other affects our children. And so eventually, uh, Lot's wife had believed in, and if she had believed in and respected Lot, her children would have also. We do not know why she looked back. I mean, I, I understand, was it for her children? Was it for her home? Was it for her possessions? I, I'd like to assume, give the best thoughts that it was for her children. But we know in the human mind, I mean, it's, it could have been for society. It could have been for her position. It could have been for her possessions. We really don't know. I don't know, but we do know she did not take seriously the authority. She did not respect God or her husband. Notice that the initial command was to go into the mountains, but Lot pleaded with the angel to let him go into the city. If you read through the story, and we're really not going through the story right now because I'm probably going to let you out here in just a couple minutes, but... God tells him to go into the mountains. Lot starts pleading with him to go into the city. You say, well, that's Lot. That's not wife. But if you read the scripture, you'll find out that after the death of his wife, he went to the mountains. Lot had pled with them, God, let me go to a city. And his wife dies. And the next thing you read is that God, that Lot is in the mountains. That seems to be a little bit of a circumstantial evidence to me that there was some emphasis from her pushing toward the city. He was probably a man that was making decisions due to pressure and had yielded to the desires of his family rather than live by the principles and commands of God. The result is, though, through all of this, is she lost everything. She didn't just lose her life, she lost her children. She lost her grandchildren. She lost everything. The only remnant of, of some legacy is, is incredible wickedness of the incest of the two remaining daughters. So just this thought, my girls believe in me greatly because their mom taught them to. They listened to me when I counseled them about dating because mama taught them to. And see, we're taught to do that from very early years, especially in their college dating. They, they felt that, and I, I'll be honest with you, they, they, I would try to send them to other dating counselors because I'd tell them, man, my heart's too close into this. And, and they would fight me and say, no, Dad, we're coming to you because we want your wisdom. And that was because mama had taught them that daddy was the wisest dating counselor there was. And they also chose to marry men who believed in us. So it's so very important, ladies, 
you have such an influence in the children. Because you are the first example of submission to spiritual authority, the human example. All of us must submit. We must submit to each other, but we must submit to God. And my submit, I used to tell my children I th- when I'd have to discipline them, I said, you think this is bad that I'm having to discipline you? Do you understand that my discipline comes from God? I said, you would much rather me discipline you than to have to go through what I have to go through when I blow it. So, let's pray. I don't have time. Father, I pray that you bless. Lord Jesus, 